This show is for every woman who has accepted pain and discomfort as inherent to being a woman or has denied any part of themselves to make it or feel accepted. Women of reproductive age have been left out of a lot of research because our bodies and our hormones are considered too complicated. What is worse is this idea trickles down into education, leaving most women with very little information about how their bodies work. Not only are we not taught how our bodies work, but once you start asking questions, it is surprisingly difficult to find answers. I believe that every woman deserves to know how her body works, to recognize when symptoms arise, and to feel confident in her inner voice. Because the pain, the mood swings, and the hormones are not your problem. They are your body's messengers. So I'm here to confront and change narratives around being a woman, being hormonal, and yes, PMSing. I'm your host, Brianna Viegas, and welcome to My Hormone Rants. The information provided in this podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, and I would encourage you to look into these things on your own and discuss them with your healthcare provider. For a full disclaimer, you can check out the show notes. I also will be linking in the show notes references so that you have something to take that next step, look further, dig deeper, and have resources to help you self-advocate and bring this to your doctor in order to discuss the right next steps for you. Today's episode is really special. My sister was in town over the holidays and she agreed to record a coaching session with me. She is currently in a transition phase. She just finished school and be moving to a new city and starting a new job as an emergency veterinary technician. And right now her biggest focus area is diet and exercise as she reestablishes routines for her new life. She's brand new to cycle syncing, like I know many of you are. And our chat was so good that I had to break it up into two parts. Today, we're going to be digging into mindset and rest. And then next week will be all about the tangible action steps for diet and exercise. I hope you enjoy listening at least as half as much as we enjoyed recording it. Hey, Tessa, how are you? Hey, Brie, really well. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here and excited that we get to do this in person and kind of do a little coaching session. So Let's start with what is a big pain point for you right now? I think timing, honestly, along with what you say, a lot of times we have these big plans, big ideas, and I have those for almost every day. So I think timing and like reality. So instead of everything being a bust, because I either do not make it to par what is in my head or it takes forever and I'm excited about how it turned out, but then my day's over. With that timing, like what is it that you're trying to fit in the day that just either doesn't seem to happen or it takes way more time than you want it to? Really my eating plan and working out because those are two things that I feel so good when it plays out almost every day or majority of the week. I eat really well and I have my good workout sessions and still have a day before or after work. Yeah, it can be really hard when you don't have a plan when you're winging it or you have a plan and then you wake up that day and it doesn't match. Yes. You mentioned like it feels really good when you eat good and you have a good session. So we can start there. What's eating well? I think having full meals before my workout, have enough like in my stomach to do an like hour workout is mm-hmm. ideal and my timing is terrible. So I end up either doing like 45 minutes and feeling like I cut my workout in half or doing two hours and feel like my workout's great. But that was two hours. Like that was way too long. <laughs> so good is about an hour workout and then having 
good small meal before and then something wholesome afterwards. And then I feel very like productive for the rest of the day. So what I want to dig in a little bit is on your timing estimate. Because I think what you're saying for food is good. It's like having something in your stomach so that you have the energy to do the workout. And that's so important, especially for women, to not work out on an empty stomach. And we can get more specific about what those foods are um, and what works for you. But yeah, the idea of like a good workout being an hour long. Because you also said that like if it's 45 minutes, you feel like you didn't do enough. Why do you feel like it has to be an hour long to be good? I think that is like what I've decided in my head is going to be the ideal time where I can get that feeling that I accomplished something and completed a workout without spending too much time. When I spend 45 minutes, that seems to be a time where I have not reached my like Mac. I spent the time doing the workout, but I don't feel better afterwards. Like I didn't complete what I wanted to, like I didn't achieve anything. Yeah. No, I love that of like, you didn't achieve something, right? So it's not even about like, I didn't get the endorphin hit yet. Because that's one thing, Mm -hmm. like if it takes you an hour to get that, I feel good in my body feeling, then like, that's one thing. But if this doesn't count, I didn't check it off, I didn't achieve it. For my checklist. (laughs) Yeah. So first, I want to challenge that idea that you need to do it an hour, or it has to be a certain length of time in order for it to count for the day or in order for it to be enough. Because I think when we talk about fitness we get so caught up in our like day-to-day goals on it but you also have to think about like what are your lifetime goals with working out are you trying to lose a certain amount of weight are you trying to put on a certain amount of muscle look a certain way or are you trying to move your body every day are you trying to feel good and healthy in your body like what is your actual goal and check those ideas against each other so when you're working out like what actually feels good besides if you can kind of separate it from the idea of like, okay, I did what I set out to do today versus like my body feels good. Yeah, I'm kind of like an all or nothing kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I'll do like warm up and then weightlifting feels really good to me. So when I get all that in and then do somewhat of like a burnout afterwards where like I am like tired now at the end of it, but I feel like I did a lot. So if I have like a certain like three things that I'm going to do for like four reps or whatever and I get halfway through because it is so hard and I'm tired, then I'm more upset or like more like Mm -hmm. feel like I didn't do anything because I didn't finish the plan that I set out to do. So what I'm hearing a lot is like it's so tied to your sense of achievement and like that identity thing of like, did I do enough? And so I think when we talk about getting specific about cycle syncing and when to do which workouts to feel good in your body and where you're not burning out faster than you want. So some of it's expectation setting in terms of what is going to get you to that burnout mode this week and then setting your thresholds differently. The other thing you mentioned that I think is really important is the all or nothing idea. And I think this trips women up so much. It's not just you treating things as moments instead of a whole day or a whole week. Like if I'm going to have a treat, I'm going to choose that and I'm going to be okay and like enjoy that moment because if you add that moment and then add guilt on top of it and the shame loop and everything, you make other choices that aren't supporting your body. It's not like your whole plan and your body's going to be thrown off from (laughs) the one, the one treat, Um, but it is thrown off by the mentality that like, oh, well now the whole day is ruined. And so in the case of working out, you don't want to be setting up that type of negative feedback loop with going to the gym, especially when you're talking about, okay, I may be at a different place every week 
And so what I need in terms of movement is going to be different. And there's definitely going to be days where different feels like not enough. But it's so important to shift that in your mind that like this is enough because it's setting me up to do more when I actually have the energy and the capacity to do more. Yeah, I think that's really good. And the whole idea of cycle syncing like seems wonderful to me, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that seems like a lot of work. So probably just not going to happen. It can feel so overwhelming because it's so different to the way that we've been taught to live our lives and to set our schedules. And I felt like that at first where it was just like, this is so daunting or like I have to change absolutely everything about what I was doing. But when I started making little choices it started to be like, oh no, this feels better. Mm -hmm. It's easier to do because I'm working with my body. It's just making that mental shift. You know, there's, there's definitely a learning curve of understanding just the concepts. But once you start implementing stuff, it's just like, oh, this is way easier way to live my life. (laughs) Yeah. I think it'll be more of like a plan without really having to plan once it kicks in. But like right now it just seems like so impossible, which I mean. Um, So let's kind of get specific. So You said that you are currently um, enjoying doing weightlifting, right? Yes. Uh, But that you try and fit every type of workout into a session? A whole (laughs) session because that's how it works. So what are the things that you actually, so besides weightlifting, what do you enjoy doing? Um, Any kind of movement activity. So walk is something that's more realistically like actually happens and makes me feel good outside. I love being outside. So on a good day, all I can think about is like, a good run but I'm not a runner but walking outside anything with fresh air that makes a good day it's listening to your body during and then also listening to your body after the fact because you can also do a workout that you love and it feels good while you're doing it but you can notice after that you're completely exhausted Mm -hmm. whereas on another day you might just be like oh that was a hard workout but like I have all the energy to do the rest of my day yes especially in your case, like your new job that you're going to be starting is going to be a lot of like on your feet, a lot of activity. And I think that's going to be a really important thing for you to keep in mind, especially through the different phases of your cycle. Because if you're on your feet all day and you're trying to do that super intense workout, like you're not going to have the energy to do it and you're not going to be giving your mood the best help and support to be as stable as possible when you're under kind of higher stress situations. Right. I agree with what you're saying is like, I'm like accomplished because I pushed myself through the workout though. I was like, my body was like, no, we're done. But I was like, no, we're not done because it's not finished. <laughs> and then I'll get to work and then it's a long day at work. And then the next day I do absolutely nothing. And then the next day I'm like, might try and then feel even worse because I didn't finish that either when I tried to get back at it because that one day I tried to do all of it. Right, and then you don't have that consistency and you feel like you're not following through, right? Exactly, and you're trying to motivate yourself again and come up with a new plan, like this one I'm going to stick to, Mm -hmm. when in reality it's not the plan. It's that you're not planning for your actual self. You're planning for, like, today's version. You're like, well, that was fun, that was great, so I'll just do that every day for the rest of my life, but you're not the same every day. And starting to think of that as, like, it's okay to not be the same every day I think giving more space and being comfortable with the idea that we're not the same all the time and giving ourselves room to like renegotiate and pivot and understanding the difference between I didn't follow through on a boundary I set for myself versus I made the adjustment I needed for my body today. Especially if you're hard, it's hard to do that with other people. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then you I do it for yourself. I don't say no to other people. I also don't say no to myself. So. When, when you don't say no to other people, you don't accept a no for, from yourself, right? That's where you can say no. That's where right. you can have that control. I think it's almost harder to like set those standards or boundaries when it's like in my head, I'm doing, I'm doing all these things to feel like myself, but you're also ignoring your whole body, like yourself. Exactly. You're trying to be yourself. You're trying to be your the best version of you, but you're not listening to your body tell you like, hey, this is what the best version looks like today. These things are so important to start with and to get an idea of like, what are those underlying beliefs that you have? And how do those influence it? Because it really is like reconnecting with your body and allowing those signals it's giving you to be meaningful to you. Because that gives you so much more confidence for the boundary setting and to set them up in the future. Because it's not about restricting you. It's about how do you actually on that day enjoy the day. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we set plans and the same with the gym, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to do my cardio. I'm going to do my weights. And you're like playing it all. I'm going to do all the things. And you show up and you'll have a day where it's like, yeah, that was amazing, right? Like yeah. I'm unstoppable. I can do anything. Yeah, exactly. And then you try and do that another day and you get into that negative dialogue yeah, and negative like self-loop of like, like, like right, because it's you know, clashing with your identity at that point. Yeah, and then I feel accomplished at the end because I'm like, I hated it, but I did it. Yeah, and it's it's what is it that you're achieving. Yeah. And that comes back to your goal, right? What's your goal for coming into this? How do you want to feel after working out? Mm -hmm. So let's revisit that. So like when you leave the gym or you get home from doing something outdoors, like what is that that you want to feel in your body? I think it's really hard because I think most of the time I do want to feel that sense of accomplishment. Like I did something today or I started my day active, proactive, but maybe just changing like how I see the sense of accomplishment. Like maybe not like ever. For me, it's always been like you finish it, you do it, you do it well. I'm very competitive and that's kind of my outlet for it now Mm -hmm. because I'm not in sports or anything like that like I used to be. Right. So maybe just like changing what that sense of accomplishment is. It doesn't have to be finishing something. Yeah, I think it's setting for yourself what is the goal for the day and choosing a workout that you can finish within your capacity that day. Because I think too when you're talking about the time even a time limit goal should be a lower threshold yeah i think that's time is just something that like i spend too much time doing something to feel like i finished something Mm -hmm. that i had planned out so i think maybe if i like did smaller plans so i'd still finish it it's just i don't plan something that would have to take an hour Mm -hmm. yeah so like i plan something that i could finish something within 30 minutes but i still am not like okay well it's 30 minutes so now i have to stop Okay, so it's about the program that you set out for yourself. Yeah, so let's talk about like the different phases and what are good things to do with. Um, We'll start with like the menstrual phase, but that can be anywhere from like three to seven days. Mm So that's just really feeling into your body too, because it can also be that you have one day that's really bad that you have to do your full rest on versus a day that it's like today's a light day, Mm -hmm. you know, and just feeling that out of like what you need. So first I'm going to start with what is complete rest for you? Do you ever like just rest? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I think usually 
I get to that point where I need rest. Mm -hmm. So I will be just veg out for a whole day. And then by the end of that day or the next day, I have to make up for that Mm -hmm. lost time. But it's been an entire month or month and a half because I just go, 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 go. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need I need a break. Like two weeks ago, I needed a break. So I'm going to fit it all in one day. And then the next day, I'm like, wow, that was such a waste of time. I have to catch up from 24 hours <laughs> but right. that's, that's basically what it yeah. is, is I do not rest until I absolutely have to and then I'm like oh my gosh I'm resting <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is so important we got to shift how we think about rest rest is productive we need rest and so it's building it into your life where it's like this is the goal for today did I rest today You know, like that becomes the question instead of like, what all did I get done or what did I accomplish? It's like, did I rest today? So it's especially on days when like you're in pain, you could just be tired. Like sometimes you're just really sleepy. I know you struggle a little bit with period pain as well. How many days do you typically have that are like, this is bad? (laughs) Yeah, it's really like one to two, sometimes three. Let's take those one to two days and just set those for now as rest days. That means you don't go to the gym. Your goal for that day is how did I rest today? Mm -hmm. Especially because your job is an active job. Like you're not just sitting there, you know, for your eight (laughs) hour shift or 12 hour shift. You're on your feet. You're doing a lot of stuff. So that's going to be the max energy output you want to do. And that could be too, like just your whole period Mm -hmm. for you. Like you said, that being outside helps a lot. So when you think about rest, that doesn't have to be limited to in your bed. Yeah. You don't have to sleep for an entire day, but it's the pace of your day. And like if what you do is, you know, get your heat pad and your ibuprofen and you go sit on the porch to get the sun, pay attention to that. Like what feels good and let that be the goal for that day. Like, now does that, that feel sounds, possible? That sounds really good. And, like, I can see myself, like, being by a window or being in, outside in the light or just something that, like, feels nice. Because I know, like, I'll do some things like that some days where I'm like, I didn't do much, but, like, I really liked today. Mm-hmm. Then I still feel, like, accomplished, I guess. Let's talk about what would feel good. So if your day is to rest and to do things you enjoy doing. Or if it's something that has to be done, what would make it feel more fun? Would getting a hot tea to have on your grocery trip make that more enjoyable? Would it slow you down so you go at a pace that's going to be better for your body than just trying to like get, get it, it done, you know? Yeah, I think it would. I think that's a good idea is like doing something before, taking something with you. I really enjoy just like scenery, like being in a place that makes me not hate like where I'm at so it was Walmart or like Kroger which are just not things that like make me want to to buy healthy food or Mm -hmm. be there at all yeah so going to like markets or Trader Joe's or just something that like I just feel better being in that place will make me enjoy it too like a couple of things you're saying one is like find beautiful spaces and especially since you are moving to a new city I would set yourself these goals of, because again, it's about how, about sustaining this over your life and not just one period, right? So collecting a list of beautiful places and do that across your year even Mm -hmm. and have like, these are the places I like to go in the fall or, you know, like have those set up. Um, The other thing you said was make something a ritual, Mm -hmm. right? So thinking about what has to get done that week or that month or that day and 
creating a ritual around rest so that it's like this was just a fun day yeah going to the grocery store that is one of my like most hated things ever and that messes up my food schedule too or i'll like i try to shop for like a week and a half two weeks just because that one day that i'm going i'm going and i'm getting everything because yeah. i hate going <laughs> so then i'll do eat pretty well for a week and a half two weeks and then for two weeks to a month it's on and off because i can't get myself to go back to the grocery store <laughs> <laughs> what would make it fun like going grocery shopping and then ending at the farmer's market like even if you don't buy anything like just walking around the farmer's market with tea just like make shopping feel fun you know like whatever it is that's a really good idea and something that like okay i can do that and make it like especially if that's like your sunday Mm -hmm. morning ritual like you can do that and get those good associations with buying food you know and just creating those experiences you know the other thing that you've mentioned wanting to get into is reading more yeah but what if you did research to have your one book for your period week? Mm-hmm. And then you just get to binge read the book. And then you feel good, so I feel productive, but I'm getting the rest that I need. Mm-hmm. It's starting to think of those times where, like, nothing's happening, but body's working harder than it looks like it's working. I think it's good, though, to talk about because I think I'm pretty good at accepting rest when I physically feel like I need it. But when I'm, like feel fine otherwise but I'm just in those head spaces that's what is like starts that block is like why can't I do this Mm -hmm. because I physically I feel fine so it's like what is like stopping me (laughs) it's so important to when you're thinking about being preemptive with rest and with these things is like you're doing it before your body needs it Mm -hmm. because by the time your body's asking for it it's not too late but it's like you're already at a deficit Mm -hmm. And so you want to be thinking about those things in advance so that you actually feel good more days than not. And you're not waiting till your body's like begging you to stop. That those helps things, a lot. Mm-hmm. But from you saying, you know, like sometimes after like your menstrual phase, you mentally are like, all right, let's go. It's going to be a great day. But physically, you're not quite there yet. Like I know exactly in my mm-hmm. head, like the days that I feel like, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. So then I'm like to 100, but my right. body's not. So then I don't even know if I get that full few days of like let's go let's go because I tried to do it all as soon as I woke up that one day that it feels so much better in my head mm-hmm. but I'm not ready to do it so then I like backtrack and go back right. to the cycle <laughs> of doing nothing and then hating that I'm not doing anything yeah and so it is it's so important to wait for your body to catch up with yourself and like you can still make the plans you can brainstorm you can make the list mm-hmm. but wait till you have the energy and you'll also see that change like the more you give your body rest during the menstrual phase the sooner your body is and your brain will align where it like lands on the same day and you're ready to go at the same time that your mental energy is there. So that's where that rest gets really productive because it set yourself up. Now I just can't wait to rest. Right? (laughs) Like resting's the best. I have to do this. (laughs) Exactly. You have to do this. Thank you so much for listening. With all of the things that are competing for your attention, it really means the world to me that you choose to be here. If you want more great episodes like this one, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you want to learn more about me and how I can help you stop normalizing your symptoms and start optimizing your experience, head to BriannaVegas.com or find me on Instagram at Coaching. You've got this.